Hello, good day, good morning. God bless you all. You are all welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemwahu. Today is the 11th day of the month of September 2020. God bless you. You are most welcome. All right, we've been talking about parenting analysis and um, today we're going to be looking at the subtopic who is your child's mentor who is your child's mentor i'm sure some of you have never really talked about it along this line child's mentor wow as at best some of you had only looked at it from the angle of oh my children are in school so they have teachers and of course their teachers are teaching them and they are doing well and that's it oh maybe that's the way you have looked at it Ah, friends, it's more than that. Your child, your children need what we call different kind of mentors. I'm going to break them down subsequently in the course of this teaching. But I want you to understand that mentoring and, of course, having a mentor to your children is very, very important. In fact, it plays a very, very major role in their development, ultimately becoming the child of your dream or the persons of your dream when they eventually grow up you have to understand that children have a way of getting themselves attached to people they like and that they get close to these people and begin to behave like them children are copycats you know they have a way of copying people they have a way of mimicking people they have a way of uh, wanting to become someone I, I won't forget this experience i had um, that was that should be last year i had a young boy who used to be in the school i um where i used to go to the school to go and minister to them at the assembly every monday morning i was the school chaplain so i just go there every sunday morning to open up the week i'll minister to them unknown to me there was this young boy that was in the school who was following me devotedly he was so committed to following my teachings that whenever he gets home he will tell his parents there is this pastor that normally comes to teach us or preach to us every monday morning in fact i had not met the parents i didn't know the parents the parents knew so much about me because the boy was always talking about me by and large i was becoming a role model to this boy and yet i didn't know i didn't know the boy from anywhere and it kept on where he kept on doing that and it was like that for a very long time and then i left the school something happened i left the school i was no longer the chaplain of the school i moved on and of course i moved to another school of course and also became a chaplain of that school do you know something happened that when the child also needed to leave that school. In fact, the very um, major reason why the boy said he wanted to leave the school was because I had stopped coming to the school. Now, listen, told the parent that I had stopped coming to the school and I was in another school, that he would love to also go to that school that I normally minister. And that was how the parents, you know, they became so concerned. Who is this pastor? That is having so great deal of influence on our son this way. That was how they brought the young boy to the school. 
and um, I was no longer as committed as the way I used to go to that previous school every Monday because now at that time I had become so busy so it was no longer every Monday but once in a while so one day I I think it was inter-house spot in the school or something there was an occasion so I met the mother and the mother come and said are you pastor first I said yes oh my son has said so much about you and of course the mother uh, put the story on the ground and said so much about how the young man has said so much and he's always concerned about you he's always talking about you and of course the day he saw you in the school he said yes he came to minister today he was so excited about it I said, wow, what a great deal of influence. And I learned a major lesson. I didn't even know that young boy was there. But he was following me passionately. That even when I left the school, he also pushed the button to leave the school and joined me in the school where I was now the school chaplain. That is how much mentorship or mentoring can influence children. How they can want to mimic and copy and be like the role model. Now the question again I ask is, do you have mentors for your children? Does your child have a mentor? Now let me take it from, let, let me make us understand the two types of mentorship that will become very valuable to our children, very, very valuable. Number one, it's important that your child, first and foremost, have you as He's your mentor. If you're a father, if you're a mother, the best person your child can have as a mentor is you, your husband, you as a father, or you as a mother. A situation whereby you could possibly ask your son, who is your mentor? Don't force it on them. You just ask. Like a reflex action, you expect him to react you know, in a reflex direction. Who is your mentor? You watch and hear what he's going to say. If you have influenced your child to the extent where your child will now say, Daddy, you are my mentor. You know that you have crossed the first hurdle of influence over children. Your child has got to be able to say, Mommy, you are my mentor. Daddy, you are my mentor. Now, let's quickly do a test here. Let's ask ourselves the question. If you are to call in your children in now, immediately after listening to this broadcast, which of course I expect you to do, and ask them one by one at different times. Anyway, don't group them. Don't make them stand before you at the same time. At different times, ask them, who is your mentor? Don't give them any clue or any hint. Just ask, who is your mentor? And watch and see what your child will say. If your child says you are his or her mentor, kudos to you. It means that you have done so much work to have influenced this child positively behind the scene and that's how the child could say you are his or her mentor but if you get the answer the other way around and the child says oh mr paul ask the child why mr paul why is mr paul your mentor the child is going to attempt to give you the qualities of Mr. Paul, why he likes Mr. Paul, and why he thinks Mr. Paul is his mentor. What that means directly is the fact that you are completely not responsible for mentoring him, so you are not his mentor. Even at that age, 
your child does not reckon with you as a mentor and that is a food for thought and that should get you thinking well don't worry it's never too late at the point you realize that you are not your child's mentor you can work so hard about it to do some specific things that could make him change that same statement six months from now a year from now or sometimes even two years from now you've got to be committed to him you've got to deliberately expose him to knowledge to training to things in life that you want him to learn from that's why yesterday i said it is the great marriage that begets great parenting so if your parents if your marriage is working naturally your children will learn from you and you would have become their great mentor so you see it all connects you see you need to make sure your marriage works because it's central to all of this so once you get your child to accept you as a mentor it means you have done so creditably well to have been able to earn that respect from your child otherwise in most cases i, I mean let's be very very truthful about the statistics 90 if let's say 80 to 90 percent of children would never adopt their parents as their mentor because as it is as it is, as it is presently constituted in most of our homes in most of our marriages where we are always at loggerhead with our spouses and all that there is nothing to behold there is nothing to attract your children to accept you as a mentor so you've got to work on that that's the first assignment as a parent in parenting your children you've got to ensure that your children can tell you that you are my mentor not forcefully not that you force it out of them or not that they are afraid of saying the truth maybe for the fear of what you might do or how you might react or relate with them i mean genuinely from your heart if your children have not gotten to a point where they have adopted you as a mentor it means something is wrong it means you have to check yourself it means you have to look inwards it means that you have to work on yourself it means you have to change things maybe your style of doing things maybe your way of doing things is affecting this child and you think he's still a child he's learning he's seeing stuff he's seeing things that's why he could not have said on he can't say and he didn't say you are his mentor so we've got to cross that first bridge of mentorship of answering the question who is your child's mentor you have got to be the first mentor and once you cross that bridge there must be another mentor we'll call it the second mentor of the mentor that truly brings out the best in your child your mentorship is more of a formative mentorship where you, you form them into good habits into you know good traits and characters and all that it's like formative where you guide them the second mentorship is more of motivational mentorship that motivates that inspires where they begin to look at this person and say, oh, I also want to go and read law because they see the ambience of a successful lawyer and all that and say, I want to go and read law or I want to become a medical doctor or I want to become a pastor or I want to become... There is something that is attracting them but it will all first and foremost begin with, you know, the way, the relationship you have with your children to understand how these children can boldly say, Dad, you are my mentor. Mom, you are my mentor. I appreciate your work. I appreciate what you are doing. You are trying so much. Once your child can say that, kudos. 
If your child can't say that about you, there's a problem. You've got to return back to the drawing board and do the right thing. So your, your, your ability now to now move from that foundation, that level, to a point where your child can now have another mentor has a lot to do with what you can do or what the child can do by himself directly. What do I mean? Now, you're already the mentor to this child. The child loves you so much. The child sings your praise. The child talks about you. Who is your mentor, dad, and all that. Now, you can play a role and deliberately hand over your child to someone else who will mentor your child on your behalf because you can't really do everything. And even if you can, there will always be sentiments at one point or the other because it's your child. Okay, there could be, you, you can lag behind, you can sentimentally handle issues, you can, um, you might not be patient enough, or you get so busy, and now there is the need, therefore, for you to now get out of, out of this kind of arrangement and have a situation whereby there is someone else that can also play a standard role of mentorship to your child. It could be the best teacher that he loves in the class based on the characteristics or the things that, that, that have been attracting the child to the person. Or it could be an uncle in the church or the Bible study leader or a pastor or a neighbor or someone that the child can connect with. Once you are sure about the credibility of this person and what this person can do, the integrity and all that, you can deliberately hand over your child to this person and say, please mentor my child along the line of so, 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 so. Or your child could actually say, Daddy, I love Mr. Amos. Mr. Amos is my teacher in school. I love him so much. Now, you can deliberately draw Mr. Amos close Encourage him to mentor your child for you. These two kinds of mentorship are very, very powerful. They don't substitute for each other. They play different roles differently. Your mentorship has a value. Nobody can take that away from you. Okay? But the mentorship of an independent person, an external person, is also very valuable. Because what you can spot out, they will spot it out. What you will try to act on based on emotion, they will not. They, they are actually not, um, your children are not his children. So if he has to call a spirit, a spirit, he will call it. If he needs to chastise your child just to put him back to shape, he will do it. But there is an instant you will do it too. You might try to be hard on your children. You might want to correct them. You want to put things in place. You know, that sentiment, that, oh, is my child. I don't want to go too far with this will be there. But someone who is not biologically their parents, but who love them so much to want to mentor them, will know that at this point in time, this child needs to do this. You need to take TV away from this child. And of course, they're going to stand by it because they know ultimately what's going to mean to the child. But for you as a father, you're like, ah, oh, when I was at this age, she, I was also watching TV too. And eh, maybe we can just take things easy. Eh? They can watch TV weekends, but weekdays, you know, you see, you're already bringing in sentiments into it. So that's why these two kinds of mentorship is very, very valuable. Where you allow someone of independent mind to help you groom your child. Now, it will get to a point, now take note of this. After a while, as your child begins to grow, maybe from age 14, 15, you know, getting out of the high school, 
There is a tendency for your child not to longer have you as a mentor per se, as someone that is a confidant. It's a natural thing. When you start experiencing that, don't break their head. Don't say, oh, you are keeping secret. No, it's a natural thing. There will be that tendency for them to want to confide much more in someone outside. You see, this is where the external mentorship becomes very valuable. Because if you don't and they want to confide with someone else, they could confide in friends that are not reliable. They could confide in people that are not reliable. And that would be the beginning of negative influence and impact on that child. But if they already have a mentor they can connect with, they can relate with, they can easily say, ah, Mr. Amos, can I see you today? Okay, something happened. I, I don't want to tell my father. Now, it will look as if he or she is not keeping secret. No, it's just the face of life where this child is beginning to assert independence. It's not really because he wants or she wants to keep secrets away from the father. He just wants to get an independent and external opinion apart from the way the father will see it. So sometimes you see they want to go outside. And when going outside, they go outside with questions. So if there is no adequate person or the right person to answer these questions, they are going to get to ask the wrong person's questions. And of course, these persons will give them wrong answers. So you train yourself or develop yourself with your child to the extent where you become his or her mentor and then gradually hand over this child to another mentor or you psychologically study this child to know who is the person that influences him or her most. And then you encourage that relationship. You get close to that person. And by and large, you can begin to explain to that person the impact you want him or her to make on your child. Before you know what's going on, you have your mentorship in the home. Uh, there is an external mentorship outside that that child will, will grow up into a very strong and um, a successful person in life, much more even in marriage and other aspects of life because the child has been guided in so many ways. Um, I personally didn't have that kind of opportunity of well, my father was there, my father was always guiding me, my father to an extent was my mentor, but I didn't really have an external mentor, okay? Um, the only mentor I had was someone who brought me up in faith and he mentored me along the spiritual line, but there was no external mentor in education. Yeah, and I remember vividly, I think that was when I was in the lower level in the secondary school, I had actually wanted to read medicine. That was my first ambition i wanted to read medicine okay see there was no mentorship there was no person that was close to me i think i got from school one day and my friends were just talking oh ah, engineering and all that and that was just how my brain just changed everything just changed one day I said, i'm not reading medicine again it's engineering i want to now go for and that was it and it was not difficult to change it i stuck with engineering and i had to go through engineering but today i do a lot of stuff online where i lecture people i sometimes look as if i'm a medical doctor and i'm just imagining if i had been properly guided and had actually read medicine a whole lot would have been easier 
today. Yes, not because I would go and practice, but the knowledge that I spent time acquiring today because I study a lot about medical issues online and all that, just so that I can relate with people's medical situations and all that. But just imagine, there was no mentor. There was no person who could mentor me along that and say, okay, this, 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 that, and all that. It wasn't there. It was just about my father, and I got what I got from him. I had someone else who mentored me spiritually, but look at what I have become spiritual today because all through right from age 13 I had somebody who was mentoring me spiritually today he had become my spiritual father he mentored me from age 13 and look at what I have become today I'm just trying to make you understand the value of mentorship because eventually that young child of yours that you think you could tell everything to, to counsel the child in everything you will realize you can actually do less the other external people will help you build values into them in other various aspects of their life. So friends, learn from this. You have got to be your child's first mentor so that your child can confide in you. And unfortunately today, what we do don't even encourage our children picking us as their mentors. We are fighting their mother, we are into infidelity, we get home, back home drunk and no manner of things. Is that the kind of mentorship we want to give to our children? No. So we're already pushing them away. And so we push them away into the wrong persons and they learn wrong things. But if we are the mentor first, it means they're going to confide in us. It means they're going to get close to us. Even when they get into university, both of you will still be friends. You can relate. You can talk. And of course, once you have an external person that is also acting as a mentor, oh, the question is balanced. What you can pick out, he or she will pick them out and is going to encourage your child along that line. Hey friends, mentorship is very important. And just like I started, I'm going to end by asking the question again. Who is your child's mentor? Who is mentoring your children? It's a million dollar question. Think through it and make the right decision. Be your child's first mentor. And of course, encourage your child to have another mentor who will collaborate with you and strengthen your hands in mentorship. It's my prayer that the Lord will help us and truly will guide our children right in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Wow. If you have been blessed with this audio broadcast, share with your friends. And in case you're having access to this audio for the first time, you can connect with us via WhatsApp number plus 234-81071-26148. All right? get across to us and we will get back to you god bless you all right the teenage faculty is starting on the 14th if you're interested please get to us via the same number that i've given and we will get to you god bless you until i come your way again tomorrow don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students god bless you shalom do have a great day